welcome to another God Talks episode. This is a good one. I'm talking to some students in this lesson, but I think it applies to anyone and everyone. Coming out of the drought, that's the title that I got, but I listened to Stephen Furtick give a whole sermon on this and it just touched my heart. So I did what I do and I simplified it and made it into something that's easy for you to to learn and take in. But don't forget, all of this stuff that I'm doing for God Talks is to motivate you to dive into your Bible and, you know, to put more emphasis on your studying and on your note taking so that you can learn, retain, and then share what, you know, what God puts in other people, in other people's lessons. That way you continue to learn more and more and more and be a blessing to so many people. Enjoy. Everybody doing good? God bless y'all. Glad that you're here. Um, I hope y'all ready to learn. I got a quick, I got something simple, not something too complicated. I believe sometimes it's important to go deep, but when you go deep in, 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 a, in a talk or in a lesson, you uh, tend to lose people. And when you lose people, you lose their mind. And when you lose their mind, they can't learn it. And when they can't learn it, they can't apply it in their daily journey. And so I hope that, I don't know how many of you here feel called to teach or maybe feel called uh, to be a pastor. I don't know, but if you have it in your heart, uh, your training, your preparation starts now. And the key, I believe, is to find your voice, to figure out how it is that you're going to tell people what God has given you. Because God will give it to you in the King James Version. But if you teach it in the King James Version, boy, you're going to be putting people to sleep. Right? right? You might as well be a babysitter, little babies in the nursery, put them to sleep. But with young people like yourselves, communicating it in a way that, you know, it's like a bait, you know, that y'all are going to get it. That's the important part. So I don't know what God's put in your hearts, but I hope that at least one of you in here feels the call to teach and to share um, in a communication style. Okay? Today's title... The title is just a start for me, but it really is just like what I want to share with you has to do with coming out of the drought. Okay, Monica, she used the example that I had, so she kind of jumped ahead on my lesson. I'm joking. I'm and so coming out of the drought means that, you, first of all, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to say, you know what, I am not in a good place. And when people talk about drought, especially in the church environment, they kind of summarize it and they assume that the drought covers everything in your life. Well, there could be nine out of 10 things going great, but you're in the drought only in one of them. So the other nine things don't really need to be addressed or put under that umbrella. Maybe you just need to focus on that one thing. There could be a drought in your life, even though there's fruit in so many other areas. So that's a matter of you being faithful. And so the beginning of a lot of things, when there's a drought, there's nothing. It's desolate. It's, things are dead. Okay, Monica said people begin to react uh, with fear. Well, a drought on a personal level causes that with you. That means there is no growth. But it also means that if there was growth, everything is starting to die. Some things die, like if there's no water, no sun, 
Things could die in a day or two. Some things like cactuses, they can go weeks and months without water and their death is really slow, but by the time you see it, you can't recuperate it. So whenever you're in a drought, whatever drought that you may be in, it could be fast, it could be slow, but you have to identify that. I can't identify that for you. And so what I want you to keep in mind today is that something is going to happen. Something is going to come of nothing. Because a drought is also a great indicator to make you say, I am dead. I am dry. Everything I had, I have lost because I haven't maintained it, because I never grew, because I never sought out help. Now I'm praying that none of you are on that spot where there is nothing, but maybe you are. I don't know what area it is in, but that's up to you to identify. And so there's several things that cause a drought. There's several things that maintain a drought in our lives. And what I basically want to do is encourage you today to come out of it. To seek God and to trust that good help, right? Good people in your life. And, and guess what? The best person that can pour into you is you. Because you can do it constant, consistently throughout the day. You know, hopefully you have leaders in your life to help you and you can talk to. But they'll come once a week or once every two weeks when you see them or when you get the nerve to ask them for help or, hey, Sam, or whoever, I'm going through this. But if you're constantly reading, you're constantly allowing God in your life, then you're constantly allowing him to pour into yourself. The way a plant stays healthy and the way a plant grows is because it's steady, steadily getting water. So the first word that I want to put in your mind is invisibility. Coming out of the drought means that you're in the drought and we're in the drought because of the things that we cannot see. Because the things that we can't see are starting to mess with our minds. And we start saying, well, this is never going to happen. I, if I, like I open with teaching, I, oh, I'm going to teach in the future and yet nobody wants to hear me now. I want to teach in the future, and yet I'm not a really good writer. I want to speak in the future, and yet I don't talk. <laughs> okay? Because where you're trying to get to is invisible. Invisibility will keep you in the drought. If not, the drought is happening, and things will begin to die because you cannot see. You've thought it, but there's nothing that connects where you're going to be to where you're at. You're blind. Or blindness has a strong hold on you. How many of you have felt that? Some of us, a lot of us, in our journey, and God, God says, man, I'm going to do this amazing thing with you. But you need, like, strong evidence. You need God to show you plain and simple on a daily basis, and God just doesn't work like that. And so when we don't see things, we get discouraged and we find ourselves in a dry place. And what we see is a contradiction to what you thought it should be. What you're going through right now 
goes against everything that God and those in the Christian faith have told you. It goes against it. What you see in yourself, what you see in your life, it is not pointing to where you're supposed to be. Who's been there? Who's there? Anyone? Who knows what I'm talking about? Nobody? Should I start over? Who's with me so far? Yeah? Okay, good, good. When our faith is weak, we'll pull away because nothing is happening. Faith, faith is what I'm talking about. Okay, so Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the, subtu- the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, this is what faith is. But the devil wants to make us blind. The devil doesn't want us to see or to base everything on what we see. The devil wants you to only react on the things that you can touch or feel or that you're living through in the moment. God does too, in a sense. But a lot of the things that he is doing for us are ahead of us. They're out of sight. They're not far from happening. But you can't see him. And just because you can't see him, you begin to get discouraged. And so coming out of the drought, the only way you can do that is to start identifying what is wrong with you. Some people are very comfortable, or let me say animals, certain plants are very comfortable in the desert. Who can name a few animals and plants that are comfortable in the desert? Lizards, cactuses, camels. They're very comfortable, snakes, in the desert. Now, they are not comfortable, per se, without water. Now, it may look that way, but trust me, water that produces growth is getting to them somehow. If not, they wouldn't make it, right? So just because you do good in the drought without sustenance, without something that's going to make you grow, you will die. And these things are seeking and they have water somehow, whether it be in streams that are underneath uh, all the sand and all uh, all the destitute, there's water there somewhere. And camels, it's, it's, uh, they retain a lot of water. So do cactuses, but eventually they run out. And so you might be in the drought because your lack of faith. Because not seeing what God has told you has started to affect you. In 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, faith, I already talked about, but I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Guess who loses fights? Losers, yeah, yeah. People that don't train, right? Don't test it, but if you ever get in a street fight, the guy that gets tired first is usually the one that's going to lose. I don't care how good he is. If if the other guy can run circles around him, that's all he's got to do, and the other is going to get so tired, the other guy's going to get a free shot. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's why street fights only last for minutes. They don't even last that long because they don't have, they're breathing so hard. I have fought the good fight. Each and every one of you is here. All of you are meant to fight. Not this fight, but you're, you're meant to fight. You're meant to do whatever it takes to get that water, to get the word, to get Christ. If you don't, guess what? When the devil comes, you're going to be able to fight for a minute or two. And you wonder why you give in to temptations. You wonder why you turn away. You wonder why you doubt God. You wonder why your faith is weak. It's because you're not training. It's because when the devil comes in, he doesn't even have to try hard to take you down. We must put up a good fight in order to come out of this drought. I have finished the race. That's another one. People that finished the race, guess what? Maybe they didn't drink enough water, but they drank water and stay, stay hydrated at the right time. Maybe their race was 10 miles. Maybe their race was five miles. I don't know. Whatever it was, they knew what it was going to take in order to finish that race. A person that hydrates for a 5K and applies the same hydration for a marathon, he is not going to finish that race. Now, I'm telling you, how many of you, okay, let me see this, have felt like God's called you for, to do something specific? Okay, anyone? Okay, what is it? To animate, okay. So, <clears throat> I was going to apply like a, like a ministry thing, but animation is fine. That's, that'll be your career. That'll be your job. And if you make money, then God will use your money and your influence. I get it. I get it. Okay, anyone called to be a teacher, or a pastor, or a singer, worship leader, or anything like that? Something inside the church. Yeah, inside the church. She's, she, you, girl, what, what, what? You hear it all the time. You ain't got shit. She rolled her eyes. That means I don't want to say it. Okay. So to keep the fight, I said it. Now we're talking about finish the race. Sometimes you're hydrating. Here we go. Way too much. Sometimes the fight that you need to fight is right in front of you. Sometimes you want to pray. I had friends and someone told them, you're going to be a pastor. So they decided to start behaving kind of like that at a young age as opposed to just studying being humble serving going to church very basic thing. this this is basically what all of us should do but yet he's he was called to do this and he got a little big-headed so now he's off course like you wouldn't imagine so figure out the race figure out what you're trying to do to get out of that drought out of the top 10 things that i said that maybe one of them out of, out of the 10 is where the drought is. Focus on that. Don't focus on, don't act like it's all 10. You got to figure out what race you're running, where you need to work, where the desert is finding itself, right? In your life. Where is it dry? Where are you lacking? To be able to identify it is the key. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Guys, you're not in this just to be in the race. You, you don't get an attaboy because you're in the race. This is a joke. I love this. This makes me laugh. 
when politicians run and they lose, they're like, ah, at least you ran. And I feel like saying, well, you lost. You, you lost. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it just doesn't matter. You, you're in it to win. You're not in it to try it out. You, you, you know, I don't want you just to be coming to church now so that whenever you're 18 or 19, you're crazy. And, and, and you're the best thing that comes out of the church to be against the church because of everything you learn and because how much God has blessed you while you're here. I don't want that to happen, but that could happen if you allow yourself to, to be in the drought. Yes. Yeah, the first one's invisibility. That's the first one is not being able to take steps because you can't see it. And then, like I said, I mean, we'll go over it again. But, but it can be like, invisibility can be like steps because maybe, like you said, everyone's saying, oh, you're going to be great in church, you're going to be great, right? And not that we're seeking it ourselves. Yeah, I get, that's what I was trying to go towards. Um, so, if someone, if you feel like God has called you to something and nothing about you says, yes, God can use me that way. That's the invisible. That's where the faith comes in. That's where you get discouraged. Like if someone tells you, man, you're going to be tall. And you look at your mom and dad and they're short. You look at your aunts and uncles and they're all short. You look at your grandparents and they're short. And someone just told you, you're going to be tall. Dude, I am not going to believe them. Like there's a good chance that they're lying. Invisibility, that's what it looks like. Like you have to know who you are and you have to know that God has spoken to you in order for you to take those steps of faith. Start buying 34 pants, you know, instead of 28. I mean, it takes some faith. That's invisibility. You with me? So it's going to be hard. But what the devil wants is to tell you that. And you say, uh, no, 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 no. That's what that's how it looks. But when God talks to you, you say this. There's no way that I can be a pastor. There's no way that I could sing. There's no way that I could write a book. There's no way that I can do. Yes, everything shows. But I have to believe that God's going to do something in me. Invisibility leads to drought. Because just because you can't see it, you don't believe it. But it's our faith that allows us to believe the things that God wants to do with us. Not not fake things. I'm talking about God things. The next word is insignificance. What are you going through right now? It almost seems useless. It almost seems small. And, And you wonder why we're in the desert. You wonder why Because so many things that the devil does seem like nothing. The devil takes you away from your assignment. It's to make you believe that it doesn't matter. But what I want you to know is that there is value in the small things. 
if you stay, the way to stay in a dry place is to believe that what you're going through defines you. And I'm telling you that what you're going through is going to make you. It's going to build your character. Okay? Whenever you're poor and then you, God blesses you with money, there's a bigger chance that you're going to manage that money better. But at the same time, you could also become wealthy and then go broke so fast because there's no training. Because it seems insignificant. A quarter, saving a quarter every day for 20 years seems insignificant. Reading a page in your Bible on, in a daily basis seems insignificant. But when you add it all up, all of a sudden it becomes a whole book. All of a sudden those quarters add up to real money. And so the things that we're going through, whether they hurt us or make us feel good, if God is in your life, there's value in those things. They seem insignificant because we're giving them too much value in the moment. We're not looking at the lessons that are going to come out of them. But in every little thing, in every situation that you're going through, I only say it like this. I guarantee because God has shown me that he wants to do something with it. But if you focus on those small things and allow them to define you, you will stay in the drought. You will continue to wither away and die. You will not have what it takes for the fight, let alone the race. In Luke 16, 10, it says, one who is faithful in, a ver in very little is also faithful in much. But one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. Can you be faithful with a little bit of money? Yeah, when it's your money. Can you be faithful with a little bit of money when it belongs to me? Right? This verse covers both of those parts. Can I trust you with $10,000? Can you trust yourself with your own $10,000? You see, the things that you're going through, it's important for you to be able to handle and manage those things. Don't worry about my money, right? Don't worry about my problems so much. What is it that you're going through? How are you handling those things? That first begins to get you out of the drought. Insignificance happens to all of us. You are all going to experience it. And I don't want you to think that what you're going through means or it's nothing. Are you going through something? That's my question to you. Are you? Yes? Are you going through something? Yes? Yes? Are we? All of us are. And it seems like small things, maybe because of our age, maybe because of our family. You know, there's great success stories. Whether it be, I mean, I'm not saying like money is the, the ultimate measure of success, but there's billionaires that came from nothing. There's presidents that came from families that, uh, that had nothing. 
There's pastors, great churches, and they came from families that didn't even go to church. But there, there, be, there began, there began to ha happen small things in their life that seemed insignificant. Whether it was people pouring into them, doors being opened that they walked through that seemed insignificant. Folding chairs, cleaning restrooms that seem insignificant. But in the right, fertile ground, great things have come out. God has a purpose in your life, and it's in the small things. It's in your struggles that God is developing you. I'm not saying that God is all about struggles, but if God is about everything, then he's in the struggles, and he's also in the good. Now, I hope that you have more good than bad, but if you keep God in your sight, you can learn from both of them, yes? Also, the third one, intimidation. How many of you feel intimidated? Either people telling you that you're not smart enough. It's not true. That God has overlooked you. It's not true. That you have no purpose. That also is not true. But intimidation. The voice of the devil telling you you're nothing. Your family is nothing. You will become nothing. That's intimidation so that you sit back. So that, so that you allow yourself to stay in the drought. But those that begin to come out of the drought, they say, you know what? I am smart enough. I do have a purpose. The devil's intimidation can't work when we remember that Jesus is the truth. And intimidation is a lie. So whatever it is that you believe about yourself, that's the biggest intimidation, but also what people are telling you or implying that you are. Don't believe those things if you want to come out of the drought. Nehemiah 6.13 says, He was hired for this reason, that I might become frightened and act accordingly and sin so that they might have an evil report in order that they could reproach me. Nehemiah was going through something. They were trying to intimidate him because if he fell, then the devil would win. But if he won, then the story continues and Nehemiah has success through God. And people maybe want to set you up to fail to prove their point that you're nothing. Maybe people are setting you up to fail. What are you going to do with that? It's still up to you how you're going to come out of the other side. In 1 Peter 3.14 it says, But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Intimidation causes suffering. It makes you feel weak. Maybe it brings some truths out. And that's why I love that verse. So suffer for the sake of righteousness. You are blessed. There's some suffering. But Christ is with you. You're going to go through some things. Right? Maybe your faith is weak and you can't see what's coming. Maybe things seem insignificant. And intimidation can be a pretty big tool for the devil to use. But all I want to say to you guys today is to stop 
running from fear. Because God has overcome. Stop running from lies that the devil is telling you. God's truth is on our lives. Stop running from the front line because God is your strength. Finish the race and don't stop running as much as you want to. Your time is now. Your time is now. Your blessings may be later. It may be a week, a month, 10 years ahead of you, but you need to start getting out of the drought now. Don't forget the invisible. That is where your faith thrives. Look for the good and don't stop running. Don't fear the insignificant because when there is one raindrop, you know that there will be more. I feel that pain now because Monica shared that I washed a car yesterday. And when that first drip raindrop fell, I, you know, you just know, you, you know, it was all going to go to the cars are going to be dirty again. <laughs> and so with every significant thing, insignificant thing, you know a lot can come from it. But fear the insignificant because when there is one raindrop, you know that there's many more coming. Trust God with the small because it all leads to bigger blessings. God is the answer in the drought. So run to God. The drought cannot continue when God is with you, when God is in your sight. Because from him flows the blessing. I hope you enjoyed today's God Talk. Sorry for the bad audio. I did this in a room that had a lot of echo and I had a lapel mic. But the point is, is just to get it out there. And I hope it blessed your life. Be a blessing to someone. We'll see you on the next one.